It's your girl, Mina Mendoza, little girl, big personality, queen of spice. We in the building. Yes, love that. Love the horns, love the bells, love that. We got extra special spicy guests with us. We got Mike Barra in the building. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Horns, all that, the whole vibe. But yes, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be on. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited. So yeah, how are you feeling right now? How are you feeling? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, yes. th- you know, the weather sucks kind of outside a little bit, but uh, it's yeah. been a good day so far. Yeah, I've been uh, mentally preparing myself, looking forward to this. So yeah, yes, <laughs> thanks for having life. me on again. Of course. And just a little backstory so people actually can know Mike Barra is a... Definitely talented house music DJ, changing the scenes in the house music scene. Um, I believe we got introduced through Francisco, Francisco Samuel. Mm -hmm. I saw you guys, I remember, it was a couple months back, definitely before Thanksgiving, um, you guys were spinning at Mama Sushi. Yeah. I remember that. Yep. Mama Sushi night, definitely a great, great night. Yes, that part. Definitely, definitely a great night. Um, Music, the vibes, the beat. And did it get to eat the food, though? (laughs) I heard the food's really good. I was like, damn, I was like, in my head, I was like, should I order food? And I think when I wanted to order food, it was too late. Yeah, I think the the (laughs) kitchen (laughs) closed kind of early. But yeah, they're known for having good food. I I looked at the menu and a couple things looked actually good, sounded good at least. Yeah. Yeah. So like, um, also shout out to Francisco, shout out to Vibe with Stuff. Shout, shout out, out to Caro. Um, shout out to also like Para Entertainment. Yeah, so shout out to my wife. Obviously, I know she's home watching home with the kids. Jackie. Uh, obviously, she has her own page. It's called uh, Para Entertainment, and we're actually doing um, you know more parties here in New Jersey. She's really promoting other events that's going on. So yeah, definitely hit that like or follow us on Instagram at Para Entertainment. Um, yeah, I appreciate that. Thanks for that shout out. <laughs> the whole vibes, the whole vibes. Definitely follow that. Also, everybody that's in the check-in right now, also remember to subscribe to your girl, the Mina Mendoza show. Especially you like like fresh new content, innovative content. Just do it. Subscribe to your girl. Subscribe to your local spicy Latina. Just saying. Just saying. All right. I see we got some activity in the check-in. So I'm definitely gonna my blind ass cannot see that far. So I'm definitely wanna check out like <laughs> who's in the check-in. Shout out to Amanda, shout out to Blaze. Ah, oh, we got Jackie in the check-in. Wifey's in That's there. Wifey. What's we, up, babe? We also have Clater. Clater. Clater Batista. <laughs> yeah, that's my homie Clater. Yeah, hey. that's my best friend, one of my best friends, girl. Yes. Thank you for um watching the show, guys. Thank you for supporting us in this moment. Um, yeah, so let's get the show started. So, Mike, house yes. music DJ. Like, what would you feel like? What do you feel like you like to categorize yourself? Like, if you obviously you're a DJ, yeah. but is there any specific genre of house music that you feel like more inclined to? 
So right now, uh, my sound is more directed towards, I guess, like a tech house, you know, what's known as a tech house type of sound. Mm. Um, I play all different types of, of the house genres, though. Um, you know, I can play techno, I can play deep house, I can play minimal. Um, I guess they're kind of subgenres, but uh, it's all house music, all at one, you know, all together. Yeah. I know there's uh, different, the things that you hear on the radio and things that you hear, you know, on the mainstream is totally different you know <laughs> our sound is a little bit more underground things that you really haven't heard of before mm-hmm. um so i would say it's more of a tech house sound right now okay um but it's changed over the years for sure <laughs> for those that know me a long time um yeah definitely changed you know with, so you, when you say changed over the years yeah. for those that like you know been listening to me a long time what mm-hmm. were you playing before because so, i'm curious you yeah, put no, it out there. i was just about to actually mention that so mm. i used to have a, a more techno sound um you ah, know like my friends um, noticed beep, that too beep, 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 like that so no not like that okay. so for the the real <laughs> the real techno um okay. i guess it's more of um it's really driven by a hard kick um it's not okay. too many you know minimal sounds that are added in there it's mostly just a a hard kick and a and a, and a nice driving bass um, things that you hear, like I, I, like I said, the techno nowadays has changed from what I used to play back in the day. It's a lot more faster now, but um, um, definitely it's it's a noticeable difference when you hear my sets from like let's say like ten years ago, as opposed to now. So I mean, it's a good change. You know, the the scene changes a lot in terms of music. You know, it does. um, you know, a lot of things are going Afro now. Afro's been really coming up again, and yeah, you know that tribal sound that used yes. to be tribal now it's you know Afro. You know very similar things but um you know i try to stay with what you know the things are moving towards you know mm-hmm. you know a lot a lot of the sound like i said it changes you know every so often and you know it's good to to catch that wave and you know try to keep what what people like to listen try to keep that going you know what do you feel like you do with your craft where you try to stay consistent like what do you do so that you are on top of what people are listening to yeah, so um, it's not easy. That's for sure. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta, you really gotta know what's in. You know, it's uh, yeah, it's it's kind of cliche to say you gotta be in it to win it type thing. But um, you know, to understand how the sound has evolved, you really gotta be present. You gotta go out. You really yeah. gotta pay attention to, you know, how the crowd reacts to certain music. You know, uh, what the crowd doesn't like. You know, and things of that nature. So, so I think in, in order to stay relevant and you know always catch. What I guess the the trends are. Um, it's important to you know stay active. You know with it whether it's you know talking to different people, collaborating, or just seeing what the what what the feel is out for for that type of night. You know. Yeah. It also matters where you're playing. You know, because if you're playing in New York at an after hours, it's different than what you would play at you know New Jersey for an opening set. You know, so that also well, plays a big role. Well, if you could describe to the viewers. Yep why that is different because like i know why it's different but yeah. why would that be a different sound yeah like, so if you actually, could just give people more like a play-by-play yeah, what absolutely that means. it's actually a good question um something that unfortunately nowadays tends to sometimes get ignored you know sometimes um and listen you know everybody's got to do what they got to do to 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 get you know work and to stay relevant but um knowing how to play to a certain room is important knowing how to play it to a certain time and I'll be the first to say, you know, I learned that the hard way. I started in this pretty young, you know, I'm mm-hmm. only 30, I'll be 34 this year, but I, it's been almost 13 years. So when I started, I was in my teens, I was 19. Um, and in the beginning, I didn't really understand how it was to play to the room and to play to certain times and certain crowds. Like, I'm going to just go hard. Yeah, no, I, you know, the people. <laughs> We're just not wrong, but that could be a mistake. You, so you see uh, that throughout time, you know, and the, the feedback that you get from other people, you see that that's really, really 
appreciated, you know, especially from DJ to DJ, you know, that's called DJ etiquette, you know, and just allowing the, the headliner to, to get, you know, the shine and not overshadowing, you know, yes. whoever you're playing with. Um, so that's really important. Um, but it also comes with the sound. So if I'm playing at like a festival that's like, you know, known for Hispanic people, I might play a little bit more hispanic type of sounds or uh, latin type of vibes yeah where I, if i'm at an after hours i might not play that you know depending on who you're playing with and the, and the party and you read the nature. room yeah it's very important yeah very important i agree with what you're saying because i remember i had went to a show it was like in the summer a couple years back but like when you said that that literally like boop um it was in the summer i remember it was chloe I don't know if I'm pronouncing her last name, Chalet, Chloe Chalet. She's a female DJ. Okay, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. She's cool. Um, but she was opening up for I forgot who it was. Ah. Oh my God. He he's not even known to be like playing hard like that. But I can't even remember because like I remember I left. That's what's crazy. He played so aggressive that I left. So oh my goodness. Yeah, it was crazy. So I remember <laughs> Chloe, um when it. Chloe um went like when she did the show, it was like wild because like when she came on fire, she like she made people dance, yeah. you know? And yeah. I think the headliner got jealous. Mm. You ever seen that happen? Yeah, where yeah, it was absolutely. like, damn, like she really just worked the shit out of the room right now. So, like, what's wild was, like, everybody was grooving, everybody was dancing. And what was the location? It was at that Navy Yard location. Oh, that Navy ba uh, that Navy ship? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like they have that, like, crazy war artifact in front of the building. That's all I know. It's like, it's like um, I don't know what it is. It's a, definitely a warehouse. But it's, like, it's it's knockdown Navy center? something. No, no, not Knockdown. No, That's knockdown in Queens. Center. Okay, okay. This is but, um... Whatever it was, like she yeah. worked the room amazing. And then, all right, headliner, like the person that we actually came there to see. And then he just started going so aggressive. Yeah. So aggressive, like too aggressive, where like people like on the dance floor were like too hard. Like people were hitting each other. I was like, <laughs> yo, this is not even my vibe right now. Like, and I remember like I, I ended up leaving a life. Yeah, facts. That's how I felt. I was like, oh my God, get out. I was just like, yo, she was wild for me. So. I remember I was like, damn, was he jealous that she was working the room? I don't know. Like, do you feel like that happens no, sometimes? Absolutely, it happens. Um, you know, and obviously everybody's going to react differently. Yeah. There's people that sometimes just take it and they say, hey, or whatever. Mm -hmm. yeah, they're still going to go about their business. But um, it's really important to make sure that you respect that and you understand yeah. that. Yeah. You know, and sometimes it comes with experience, which is understandable. But um, I've seen it go both ways. I've seen it go both ways. It could be a great. Yeah. It could be super great. But I feel yeah. like I don't know, like what he was trying to do that night. I was like, yeah. yo, you didn't. You're you're known to be playing soulful sounds. And it's Why tough. are you going so hard right now? Yeah, and it's a tough, I guess, to balance it. It was giving hardcore Berlin vibes. Oh, like, doo, yeah. doo, wow. doo. I was like, I was not ready for this. Yeah, yeah. I bought this ticket to chill. Like, you know, yeah, if right, I right. if I if I wanted drum code shit, like I would go yeah. for that, you know. And the thing is though that like you... to think, who was it that I saw, which it was shocking to me. I was like, Why are you playing like this? What I was gonna say is it's because you understand it, right? And sometimes, you know, the majority of people that are in this big for you know the real reason for the love and the music and the understanding yeah, 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 they, yeah. they know that but unfortunately not everybody knows that so i've you know i've had experiences where my friends would tell me hey why are you not playing hard enough you know or i'm opening they're like hey you better pray hard today and i'm like hey listen you know i gotta open today you Facts. know so it's tough for people not to understand that, especially your supporters they want to see you do good you know yeah. but um as long as they you know most of the time they understand that you're doing it for for the better yourself you know to 
to provide a good a good show and to understand you know yeah, how things experience. work so that's a it's a tough balance but it's uh you know i've been able to make it work uh, especially recently in the last couple of years <laughs> so how long have you been djing in total because you said you started at 19 yeah. so how long is this profession going so it's this year is 13 years oh. um actually 14 years this this october is 14 years Congrats. Yeah. thank you thank you um, so my first gig was in New Jersey. We played in New Jersey. We did a lot of house parties. No way. What part? Where? So I'm originally from Patterson. Ew, uh, yo, Patterson. we love Patterson here. Right, right. He's down from Patterson uh, too. Um, so, and I'm Colombian, so I know, you know. I'm Colombian too. Oh, yeah. What part so, of Patterson? I grew up um, on East 19th. That's close to 24th Ave. Okay. Um, um, I was on Sassafras by River Street. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and then I moved to Clifton when I was like nine years old. And then I was in Clifton my whole life, pretty much. Mm. I lived in Florida for two years. And then when I came back, yeah. Um, you know, what first got me into this music was really like... Yeah, that's what I was going to get into. Because you always got to get in. Yeah, you get yeah. introduced. I always hear this from everybody. There's always that party. That you didn't know what was gonna happen, and then it just changes your life. <laughs> That's right, for That's sure. That's how house music works. Yeah, you know. But that happened to me twice. So once, as a, as a, I guess I would say, party girl when I was young, what really got me into the sound, I was big on on trance back in the day. You know, mm, Tiësto, yeah, Ferry Corsten, you know, Armin Van Buren. That's in like in the early 2000s, you know, late late before mm, 2010s. Early Pacha days. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. So then when I first came back from in 2007, when I came back from Florida, I graduated high school. Yeah. Um. Pasha was popping. You know, Pasha yeah. had just opened in 2006. So what, oh, yeah, absolutely. So, That's when I was like 16, definitely. Pasha was the place to be. I was even, yeah. I remember, I don't know if you remember when Pasha was Sound 18 Factory? on oh. Fridays. Pasha used to be 18 to get in on Fridays yeah. and 21 on, on Saturdays. Uh, mm -hmm. I used to have to, my fake ID to go in on Saturdays, mm -hmm. you know, if, if it was a day where I wasn't of age. But um, yeah, um, it was a, it was a lot of, Cool things that I went through, you know, at an early age that opened my eyes to a lot of different sounds in in in, this, in the music. But um, but they had yeah. levels to Pasha. It was like oh, yeah. one floor would be like house, one floor would be like another sound. Yeah, Pachita, the the top top floor is always known for. They would do a mix of Latin. They would mm -hmm. do you know different things. Although I did see house events up in Pachita too. But um, yeah, depends on you know if it was a big event, if it was multiple DJs and things of that nature. But I always yeah, feel like Pacha the headliner was, the was in the middle floor. Yeah, for the most part. Oh, yeah. for the most part on the main floor, that's where the, the big DJ was. But sometimes people came to go upstairs to Pachita. I see a lot of times people go up there. Yeah, but uh, shout out to Pacha. That that was uh, one of the best times in my life for sure. Pacha. Damn, rest in peace, Pasha, too. Absolutely. That, that Pasha was, uh, was, uh, changed a lot of people's lives, actually, in, definitely. You know, in the industry. Um, me and Amanda so me and Amanda went to Pasha for her birthday. So, <laughs> funny-ass story, yo. I don't even know how old you were turning, Amanda. I think you were turning 18 or 19, but it was this girl's birthday, right? Yo, I'm sorry, man. I'm about to blow up your spot right now. Yo, this <laughs> girl, like, bro, this girl gets a party bus, and you know what pulls up in front of her house? The little poppy buses. You know the little, like, dollar yes, buses? Yes. Yo, I swear we call to it God. The dollar bus. I was like, yo, who booked this party bus? Yo, there was a, a Mira Mira bus in front of her. Hey, listen, I don't, Lodi, I don't Lodi, blame her. Bro. I used to go to Pasha in the dollar buses all the time. So but that's what I'm saying. But me, for that to be your party bus, <laughs> that was the party bus. That was the party bus. Yo, we rolled up in a Mira Mira bus to Pasha. <laughs> this is not a joke. Yo, that oh, was man, crazy. And then it was such a crazy night because my girl, she like um didn't bring her ID. 
and tell me how the driver drove back to Jersey, yeah. then drove back to New York to get her ID. Wow. That night was crazy. I'll tell you what, look, when I came from Florida, my first person to show me what the sound was in Florida, because my brother used to live, obviously used to live with me in Florida. When he came back, yeah. he came before me. He called me one night from the club and he's like, Mike, listen to what music they got. And obviously he was like, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, yo, where you at? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, oh, this place called Pasha. When you come up, you got to go. First place I went when I came up from Florida mm. was Pasha. And yeah, I, I uh, to say it changed my uh, my life trajectory, I guess, is an understatement because, yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. It really so did uh, open a lot of things for me. You go to Pasha. Mm -hmm. You have a life-changing experience. Mm -hmm. Now, when do you si decide that's like, okay, I actually want to be behind the decks? Yeah. So, so first of all, music has always been, I've always been into music. And actually, in high school, you know, for those that really know me personally, I was uh, into producing reggaeton beats. And Ooh. I used to even write little rhymes. I had a little crew in high school. We used to, like, make little mixtapes and stuff like that. So... Producing side, I've always wanted to be in music. You know, I played drums as very little. I was in church bands in, in Florida playing drums and things like that. So I've always been around live sound, things mm -hmm. of that nature. When I came up, back up from Florida, I went to IAR, Institute of Audio Research in the city. They mm -hmm. closed out, but it was a good school for sound engineering and audio engineering. And they teach you like the nuts and bolts of sound and how, you know, sound waves and how things work. So that really, you know, I loved it, you know, I, 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 it's a rabbit hole that I went down. And from there, from the, having the production always, you know, in my head, sorry. It's okay. Um, you can push it down if you no, want. No, I think it's fine. Okay. Um, going to Pasha and then hearing, I guess, a different type of variety of, of music, it really like, you know, it captured me, it really did. And then um, slowly but surely I started moving towards house, um, I got into electro house for a little bit, then it was big on techno, and then the last five or so years, I wanted it's more of a tech house sound. So, what mm -hmm. tech house is basically like techno and house mixed together. But now, you know, there's a lot of good music out. You know, a lot of people are making a new a new type of sound. You know, there's there's jack in house. There's uh, there's break beats. They, they got a lot of break beats in house music now. There's a uh, you know a lot of old school house. That's that sound from the old school house is coming back with like a lot of vocals. You know. Um, DJs like uh, my one of my good friends, DJ Dove. Shout out to DJ Dove. Um, his sound uh, maintains that that original house, you know, that lovable vibe, which is what I love. Um, so, yeah, music is it's it's ever changing. It's never stopping, you know. For and for me, um, this was something that I decided to do. So I was around 2008 when I said, you know what, let me. I saved up to get my first pair of turntables. I got some CDJs and hey. I, I learned mixing with CDs. I was doing small house parties in New Jersey in 2008. Then in 2009, I made my first appearance in New, in New York. Okay. It was a Touch NYC. Hey. Um, and then after that, I really got into the, the Queens vibe. I had a lot of good friends in Queens. Mm. Um, of you course know. you did, you're Colombian. <laughs> I'm like, so, I, I don't expect anything less. <laughs> and for those, you know, Queens was the spot. Right now it's Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn is really the place to be after this type of uh, yeah. movement. But I want to say from like 2008 to like, you know, 2016, something like that, you know, Queens was really popping with a lot of parties. Mm -hmm. We had a lot of friends out there, a lot of, a lot of cliques that we hung out with. And, you know, I got into the scene in, in Queens and I was always DJing in Queens. Um, uh, a Plus Event was the first to uh, shout out to uh, A Plus Event and Paula. You know, she has. Your vision is so good. Because <laughs> you can see that. I'm like, 
No, no, I'm just saying shout out to, you know, for those who, who know. You guys can't see it, but we have know, a, a chat room not, screen. I can actually read that, you know. I have That's perfect. <laughs> yo, shout out to yeah. everybody on that check-in. Yeah, right. All I see is emojis. I'm like, yo, I see some activity, but I don't know what's being said. But, <laughs> but I know, I stay, just to stay on track, not to digress, yeah, yeah, yeah. go ahead, I'll let you run the show. I don't know where no, I'm no, going No, 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 it's that. okay. You yeah, were yeah, talking no, about, so, your experience with DJing and how you bought your CDG, right. CD, um, CDJs and, like, all that. So, that was in 2009, um, and then, since then, it's been steady. I had a couple years, well, obviously, when I got married and had my kids, mm. um, you know, real life comes at you and you gotta oh, take yeah. priorities into, into because, obviously, those are things that are <laughs> beats anything, right? So, it's... That took a couple years out of my life in terms of focus-wise. I was really focused mm. on, you know, being a dad, being a good husband, being there for my wife and my kids. And I want to say from, from like 2015 to like 2018, 2019, uh, I laid low for a little bit. I did small events. I was really focusing on, on production. And I was really, I kind of taught myself. So I was really, you know, trial and error, you know, and I was doing that for a little bit. And then things kicked back up, you know, in 2000, ever since 2018, 2019, things have been kicking back up. And I want to say right now it's... Um, you know, this kind of wave that I'm riding in the last couple of months has been probably the best uh, trajectory that I've had in, in these 14 years. I had a good run in um, like 2012, 2013 when I was really playing at Pasha all the time. You know, that's one of the good things I got to play there. Um, and anytime that there was a Chris Vargas party, mm. you know, the Colombians, my man manager at the time, she was a bartender in Pasha. So I was pretty much playing at all the Pasha events. Um, nice. Well, that had uh, Chris Vargas or somewhere for that crew in there. And, um, you know, that led me to meet other people. And um, luckily through connections and collaborations, I've been able to stay alive. And, you know, this re this year it's got a lot of a lot of good things that are coming this year. Um, you know, a lot of good music that are, that's being signed. Uh, I got a couple of things coming out next month, a couple of good parties coming up. Uh, this weekend is actually pretty busy. <laughs> so let's talk about this weekend. Yeah, yeah, so this on? weekend um, ah. I got two events. Uh, <laughs> Right now... Here, if you want to fix the mic a little bit lower. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, there you go. Um, so this weekend we have a Saturday. So it's Friday night into Saturday morning. Ooh. We have a Secret Society in Midtown. I did um, see that on your page. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to be dope. It's uh, one of the new after-hours spots that's, that gives you that nice NYC type of after-hours feel. Um, okay. So yeah, shout-out to 2BC and Tito out there. So that's going to be Saturday. And then uh, Saturday night into Sunday morning... I'm in Brooklyn at this place called Home. Another place, another dope spot. The vibes get real good. I have there. yet to go there. So I want to. This I place want to. is really cool. I recommend it. It's um they've the sounds gotten better recently. And okay. um the best thing about this place that I've noticed that people like the most, it gives you that really underground feel because um, you know, it's real it's real hidden. It's got like Brooklyn type of feel to it. So it's really dope. I like playing there. This will be my second time playing there. So um, yeah, that's on Saturday night into Sunday morning. So this weekend's gonna be busy. Okay. Um, a lot of a lot of tired nights, but uh, it's all worth it. Yeah. In the end, it's like, oh, I'm so glad I went out. I feel like anytime I went out to a party or ended up at an afters, it's always like a a great, uh, tiring, but yeah. like great, 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 great night. I haven't been to like an afters party. I actually did for Halloween. Halloween, I definitely went to after parties. I was with Francisco and Caro. Oh, okay. I was with Francisco, Caro. Shout out to David. Um, always showing love. Like we were all together, yeah. and like we went to like some spot where it was like an apartment in like Manhattan, some shit like that. But it was dope. I feel like when I used to go to afters, afties and stuff, it was definitely like I don't know if they even do them anymore. The Resolute parties. Yeah, well, they do. They um, still that still exists. It's funny you mention that because I was at at home when I went last time to mm -hmm. support one of my buddies. 
the guy from Resolute was there, and we were actually having a conversation. Interesting. Um, but is it still seen, happening, yeah. or so is it I, like I no more? I asked him that, and he said that yes. I don't know if maybe they changed locations, or I'm not sure. I don't. I don't want to speak on that. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but yeah. Um, from what I know, I thought they were still up and going. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, just so like people can understand what afties are, it's just like basically like you know when you go home from the club, but you don't want to go home from the club, and you're just like, but where can I go? Because I don't want to yeah. go to a diner, and yeah. we can't go to someone's house. So it's legit like an I don't know. It would be like an apartment. I feel like it would be a warehouse. It's legit a party that will go on till God knows when. Yeah. Literally, so. but it's one of the best times you could get. I feel like it, it leaves the bouginess more of the bouginess outside. Yeah. And I feel like it's for serious, like, party goers. Yeah, like, absolutely. you're not going to an after parties for, like, a VIP treatment. You're Excellent. going to absolutely. for music. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. maybe drugs. But, like, <laughs> but like you know what I mean? Most of the time it's music because you don't need drugs to enjoy music. But oh, I'm just absolutely. I'm just being realistic on 100%. what you're going to see. Yeah. But cool shit. No, no, nobody doing dumb shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to see people popping bottles at after hours. Yeah, like, that's um, the thing. Like, that's what I... That's, see, that's why I feel like it's the difference. I feel like the house music culture compared to, like... Um, and this has nothing to do with, like, my Latinos. Like, I love my Latino community, but I will say that, like, I feel like men and women in Latino clubs that play, like, Spanish or hip-hop, it, it's a lot of ego. Yeah. There's a lot of ego. Mm -hmm. Like, there's always, like, a fight or I got this and you don't got that or I got the table or you can't get into my VIP section. Just Stop a lot it. of, like, ego. Get some help. Yeah, facts. So it's a lot of egoness, which is something that I don't support. And I feel like yeah. it's just like negative energy. Like you're you're going out to be welcoming. You're going out so it's like an uh an activity of inclusivity. Yeah. When you go out to like a hip hop Spanish club, it's like you're not cool, so you're not sitting here. Right, right. And that's it. No, it's a totally different vibe. Yeah, it's like always yeah. like you gotta be this cool. I don't yeah. know. So it's like uh Even I always now. go to a house party anytime. Yeah. <laughs> anytime. Even now if you know, trying to do parties at places where they're known for Latin type of events and hip hop yeah, type yeah, of stuff. Yeah. The main thing that they take away after we do events there is like they're surprised that there's no no fighting yeah. or having to worry about fights and things like that. And we tell everybody, listen, you know, it's not like that in house. You know, everything's Absolutely about love and, and you know happy, being I happy, mean, getting along, that type exactly. of thing. It's not like that in hip hop and, and Latin parties, unfortunately. So nah, as Spanish people, we know that. Do you think or maybe Hispanics. it could be the music that gets them angry a little bit? Um, I'm like, why do y'all get so angry? It's probably that in the why? Uh, why y'all getting liquor. kicked out of clubs? Mixture of that and the liquor, I would say, you know, Facts. Uh, or what people, their their intention on going yeah, out. Yeah, you know to what? You know what's funny? Different. People who listen to house, people who go to house music parties, I don't see them drinking Hennessy. <laughs> <laughs> Hennessy is the problem, yo. Hennessy is the problem. I feel like if you drink Hennessy, you're gonna get in a fight. I think that's it. You're that punch someone. Yo, um, I got like dark liquor. I don't know what it is. I was looking dark liquor last night, and I was thinking about a fight. I was like, why am I thinking <laughs> it about might be this? That, you know, I, I've always said that. Obviously, yeah. yeah, alcohol plays a big role in that too. But definitely. But hopefully it gets better, you know. Y'all can learn a lot from, like, a house music scene. But let's go but back to this. going back um, to the, so the after hours. Yeah. So basically what after hours is obviously is after party, right? Um, but in New York, it's totally different. So you get, like like Mina just mentioned, it's a completely no frills type of stuff, you mm -hmm. know, straight to the point, straight to vibing with the music, vibing with the DJ. And um, you really hear and you have a great time and you hear about people that had a great time at after hours and they were there till the next morning, you know. Facts. So... Yeah, you know, there's good experiences. There's a, a even for for party goers, you go to an after hours and you have a, a good time. You hear somebody that you haven't heard before. Yeah, um, it's a good opportunity for a lot of locals to, um, 
you know, to get heard and to to bring out their 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 friends oh, and things absolutely. of that nature. So it's 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 dope. Yeah, the after hours scene is is real cool. And actually, right now, since COVID, because people were so e- eager to get back to it, since COVID, I feel like it's really really uh, thriving. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, I mean during COVID. I feel like that's where a lot of um, new entertainment groups were able yeah. to thrive because oh, they were yeah. like, oh, we can't throw parties in clubs, but we're going to throw our own secret parties. Yeah. And, I, and good for them. Yeah. Good for them. That's yeah. why I like, that's what I, because like, I remember it like slowly it started popping up on my IG. I was like, oh shit, parties are going on. Yeah, but they're yeah. like super low key, like throwing them in the park, yeah, like yeah. like weird like locations. So that's, that's cool. Like in innovative. In the middle of the pandemic, one of the, one of the only parties that was really getting good during the pandemic, I guess towards the last stage, last stages of the Feel pandemic. Feel good, something? Was, was at 46 Lounge, um, my good friend Mars uh, with the Get Down. Shout out to the Get Down, shout Ooh, out to Mars. Yes, um, yes, yes. They were doing a Thursday night event there mm. when everything in New York was still closed. So I remember we were getting people from New York coming and yeah. then uh, it was a dope, dope vibe until things started opening back up. But talking about that, you know, one of the silver linings, I guess, to say in COVID, you know, obviously not to undermine what happened. Obviously, it was a terrible time yeah, in, for real. in history. But um, I guess the silver events. lining, if you will, from it was, you know, it helped me rekindle those old connections from, from 10 or so years ago. That's because true. people started getting back together. <laughs> haven't seen you in forever. Let's do work. And thank you. Did you die? Yeah, no. Swear, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. But that's really was the thing. Yeah. Yo, you'll have the ex that popped out from five years ago. No, yo, you alive? Yeah. Yeah. Not for you. Like, yo. I saw stop. so many people again at 46 Lounge after, you know, you know, a lot of things weren't really popping off for a while, but especially because of COVID. Like, oh, hey, good to see you. And, that led to a lot of the connections that I still got going yes. now. So it helped rekindle kind of those old relationships. Yeah. Um, it was, like I said, it was a silver lining. You know, for me, it really helped me you know, pick up from where I was at one point and kind mm-hmm. of take off from there. So, um, yeah, I'm thankful for that. Okay. So <laughs> I want to get into like a more like let's get to know Mike on a personal level. Vibe. Sure, sure. So thank you for sharing the career path and where we're going and, you know, events that we have going on right now presently. Can we talk about a memorable set you know it could be your set it could be a set that you experienced from someone else mm-hmm. but a set that like that as like you'll you'll think of it and it's like a smile on your face you know like um, you can give yourself time to think about it you so know I what mean, i mean I, off the top of my head i i've always gone back to remembering one set that for me as a dj really opened my eyes and like it was a game changer for me who and was, it, it was playing an, where we at it was in Miami. It was okay. at Space in the Terrace. It was in... Uh, I think of this course. Was, I was like, Miami, yeah, Space. Yeah. I just This fired. had to have been 2010, I believe. Okay. Or 11. Um, my wife will, will know. I'm sure she's watching. But um, they were on the Terrace, and it was Local Dice, back-to-back, Marco Local Corona. Local Dice, Marco And they kind of made that a... a like a thing every year they would be like the opening event for you know the conference during in march when well now it's called miami music week it was mm-hmm. always winter music conference but uh it was like the opening event people were there yeah, yeah, yeah i'll tell you one thing that that really changed my perspective on on a lot of uh, on the music and just sound in general mm-hmm. and um you know local dice has one always been one of my favorite uh, you know people that you look up to and kind of um you know look up to and kind of idolize you know in this business but um that set was just it was just out of this world and just to see the reaction from the people how you can connect so well to a crowd that really it really stuck with me and it's something like i can remember like if it was just yesterday like i closed my eyes and i no I facts. It, it was me my wife was there we were no. covered with other friends 
um and it was just it was life-changing for real. it was awesome party awesome party i could i could definitely <laughs> see that i feel like one of the best vibes you have is like when you're just looking around smiling yeah and I, then like strangers are smiling back at you it's like i don't know if you've ever been to miami vibe. Whole vibe. have been to miami to space the terrace no, no. i so, want to i want to i want to do all that i feel like the only house parties i've ever experienced was um here jersey new york um i'm trying to think did i ever go to a house party anywhere else no so sp space in Miami, uh, the terrace in space in Miami is. But an I know experience. of it though, yeah. you know, because that it's, it's a terrace, so it's out in yeah. the open, and then you're like most of the time it's bright daylight, and then it's like, what time is it? And then you're having a great time, and Facts. then yeah, that day they just they murdered it. They was, they were on point. It was crazy. It's amazing. Yeah. Amazing. I had other good times too that you know, but off the top of my head, that's one. And then one for me personally, um, you know, recently. I've been having a lot of good feedback, you know, after hours um, within the last year or so. Mm -hmm. We've been doing a lot of parties. I know over the summer we had a couple of good events. Um, I had a boat party for my for my birthday that was excellent. We had a lot of. When's your birthday? September, September second. Shout okay. out to Virgos. <laughs> I'm a Capricorn. <laughs> um, that boat party was really really dope. Uh, I know a lot of people had a good time, and then. Also, this this past summer, uh, I had a good time at. I opened up for Darius Sarosian at um, the Paper Box. Well, it's called the Meadows, and it's the outside portion of it. Paper Box um, NYC. Yeah, did they it's used on to do Meadow like break dancing? I don't They're, know. If it's called like Paper they used box to throw anymore, the like. The, why am I getting? I feel like that was something Funk Box. Wow, I'm thinking oh, about no, Funk, funk box. box. No, Funk Box is different. That was yeah, old school. Yeah, yeah. That was actually dope. Yeah, I Funk love, Box that's NYC. They, I remember they used to throw the chalk yes, on the yes, floor. Yes. That's what I'm thinking about break dancing. I'm like, what am I thinking about? No. Um. So yeah. So. No, it's okay. You're it's good. okay. It's okay. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, I forgot what, what was it. What were we talking Your about? Your own memorable scene. That's right. So <laughs> there's a lot, but I would say from this past year, um, because things have really started to kick off again, mm -hmm. you know, it's fresh in my memory. I would say those two events that that boat party for my party uh, for my birthday, and then that um that party where I opened up with my friend Andrew Andrew Mendez. Shout out to Andrew Mendez. We opened up for Darius Sarosian. That was a dope party. People were feeling the vibes. It was outside. It was an outdoor party kind of in the in the middle of the day. I, think, I believe it was a Sunday, yeah. uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it was dope. Yeah. You know, you, you, you get a good feedback from, from the crowd and that really fuels you. Yeah. And then as you keep going, I would say those most recently, those are kind of my two most memorable sets. But mm -hmm. um, in terms of like volume and like just like level of party. Mm -hmm. The biggest party I think I've ever played at. Um, I played in Colombia once. That was a oh cool, nice. Yeah. What part? I played in Bogota. It was Ooh. in a, in the norte in Bogota. Um, nice. The name was called uh, G Club. It was in Bogota. Um, you know, and that was a lot of fun. I also had an event in, on Governor's Island. I played at the Black and White Party. That was I want to say 2012 or 2013. Uh, obviously it was Boris and, and um, a couple of people on the main stage and I played on the side tents. That was a dope event. It was huge. Yeah. A lot of people were there. But um, yeah, you know, I'm sure it'll come to me later. It's something that stuck with me. But off the top of my head, those are pretty much the ones that have uh, have always remained fresh in my memory. <laughs> okay. So I have a question for you, Mike. Yeah, yeah, sure. There's sure. a fun question. If you could live at any club, what club would you live in and why? Oh, wow. Good question like now like or in the past and it will right now you could bring a club back from the past Ooh. whichever there's no limits i mean i want to say because i didn't get to experience it Fix your mic a and, little bit oh sorry sorry yeah. sorry sorry it's okay because i didn't get to experience it um and i always i'm a historian of of the music and i know you know that 
the stories that people have of certain places. I would love to bring back clubs like um, Amnesia, <laughs> like Limelight. Um, oh, oh, you're uh, talking tunnel. about like Palladium. Yeah, tunnel. okay. Um, those We're talking events. about Mike. What's his face? That was the old guy that owned the clubs. His um, he was like the actual owner. Oh yeah. His name was um, he had the eye patch. He was the actual owners of those clubs, like oh, yeah. Limelight, Palladium, the tunnel, the tunnel, and there was one more, one more. If anybody can help us out in the check-in, there was four monumental clubs. Exit? And it was whole. No, no it was um, it was owned by Michael something. He's definitely hmm. look at the house music history with this because that's how I learned about it. Yeah. He's known to because he was the one that started inviting the club kids. The club kids, you remember the club kid environment in the 80s, um, how they had Disco 2000, the actual like parties, like the theme parties. Yeah, yeah. I forgot, what's his name? Michael oh, I think I know, Lime. I think I like, something about the owner. Yeah, kinda, it's actually like you'll learn more about it. <clears throat> like if you see the Limelight movie with Macaulay Culkin and Steph Green. Yeah, yeah. That is a movie about a real story in a club that happened. Like oh. an actual murder happened, Angel really died, he was a drug dealer, some oh, wild wow. shit. Definitely check out that movie, especially if you're into like house music. Um, you know, like his history. I'm I'm sorry, yeah, guys. Yeah. I gotta find the name of this person. It was um, <laughs> Peter Gation. Why did I think of an M? So Peter Gation was the owner. Oh yeah, of See, these that, clubs. Uh, now that you ring it with the bell, it definitely like he used to have that. Like he had no name. eye, you know. I know who you're talking about. But I, I so, okay, that's really guy. cool that you would. So which club would you reopen? Limelight. Um, I would church? say Limelight because for. From obviously our type of music in yeah. house, a lot of a lot of people love loved Limelight Tunnel. Yeah. Um, you know, it was a lot of good clothes back in the day. I know Vinyl, uh, Danny Tanaglia's old spot back in mm -hmm. the day. Um, so yeah, any one of those I think would be great. But um, anything with good sound. <laughs> Cielo was always one of my favorite places to play. Cielo at. was a beautiful place for I great there, It was just small. I played there a couple times. Really? Um, it was always my favorite booth to play in. Like, you know, in the booth monitor as a DJ, mm -hmm. you kind of really get good a good sound, a good feel from that that booth. It was always one of my favorite rooms to play. Um, yeah. And just to be there, too. It was a great, had a small, nice feel to it. Mm -hmm. yeah, it was a great location right in the Meatpacking District. And, um, Facts. You know, in in Greenwich Village, it was uh, it was a dose spot. I was actually really sad when Cielo closed. <laughs> yeah, Cielo. I feel like yeah. they all closed at the same time. It was like Cielo, Output. Output closed um, around the same time. Yeah, yeah. Pasha was 2016, and I think those were like 18 or 17 or 18. Yeah, Output was yeah. my first club, uh, my yeah? first house club. Uh, okay, yeah, that was a dope club. Yeah, that was. I remember really, Boris was playing the night that I first went to Alpha, oh, yeah? and I never knew about house music. I yeah, got invited yeah. just to come out. I was like, what is this? This yeah, is yeah, cool. Yeah. Was, this is real cool. But um, yeah, okay, so you would bring back one of the most like oldest clubs. Limelight yeah, is cool, though. Just so I could, obviously, because in, in in our line of work, that's we wanna you want to experience what people did oh, yeah. at one point that really changed their life. So I would say, yeah, Limelight. Sounds good. I mean, <laughs> I actually think that's one of the top answers I thought about. Cause I never thought about Limelight. And anybody yeah. who doesn't know what Limelight is, Limelight was so famous because it was a church. Yeah. It was a church that Peter was just like, you know what? I'm going to make it into a club. And when I think about it, that was like, I can't even imagine how the music sounded there. Right. Probably like crazy. Like it sounded so good. I know, I know. But um, definitely. Um, I've never actually even been in front of the church. Cause I know it's still there. It is. But um, 
I never like passed in front of it. I'm gonna make that into my bucket list. Definitely <laughs> do that before it goes away. But okay, so we chose a club that we could definitely live at yeah. um, and experience again. So now I want the viewers to get to know a vulnerable side to you. Mm-hmm. So let's think about a time where shit hit the fan. You know, yeah. whether it was a set of yours, whether it was a night of going out. Can you take us back to a memory where you're just like, damn? Yeah, for sure. You know, and it's happened a lot. To pick one is probably hard right now, and I'll think about it. But off the top of my head, like I said, I, I a lot of my learning, because I was at a young age in this, was through experience. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned uh, trial and error, and unfortunately, some sometimes it happened live. Um, so when I first started playing, I was DJing with CDs. Uh, I was doing that for the first couple of years. I transitioned over to using Tracker, like a computer. Um, yeah. I want to say 2013, something like that. I started playing with a, with a computer. And, um, you know, everybody knows technology has its ups and downs, right? Then the main thing that people don't like about technology is what if it doesn't work one day, then you're, you're stuck. That's true. And unfortunately, um, I learned the, the hard way. I was at an event, and for some reason, my computer just it wasn't charging or it wasn't getting the charge correctly. The charger wasn't, and it just shut off in the middle of the event. Damn, um, Apple. Nah, let me stop. Yeah, nah, you know what? I think it was something. <laughs> it was something, like it wasn't even Apple. It, it was a, I think it must have been something with the charger. Um, for those of you that people that have MacBook Pros, they know that if, when you're out somewhere, somebody could ch- take your, your charger and oh, yeah. you switch it out. And then yeah. I remember I looked and I'm like, oh, this is not my charger and it's not working. Because that means at the event that I was at the last time, I never noticed. Swappy swap. Ended yeah. up taking somebody's damaged uh, charger. I'm thinking it's working and my computer shuts off. So. That was tough. Um, what did you that do? That happened to me, actually, unfortunately. Not proud of it, but that that happened to me at least twice. But what do you Two do? Two or three times. You don't do nothing. You're like, oh, sorry. And then, so that specific event, I finally got the charger to work. I had to, like, hold the thing together. I think some people, somebody got me, like, a piece of black tape. Okay, cool. I was like, how are you doing yeah, nah, this? Yeah, like- no, do, I had to do, like, a quick thing. It sucked. <laughs> you know, it was not a good look, to I'm be like, totally honest. It was not a good look, but, um, you know, it taught me well you know made it I, work made sure i always went with like two chargers Facts. one of my you know wifey always gives me a, a prep, pep talk on my way out and now she would always add you gotta you gotta back up the great charger. wife yeah shout out to my wife she always shout out me the to right jackie. thing shout out to jackie <laughs> yeah. um so yeah i would say that unfortunately like i said that did happen to me a couple times mm. um but i learned and eventually i did away from the computer and now I'm on the USB wave. Um, I'm, ba- I'm I'm really feeling that that feel for for those of you that don't understand. Um, it allows you to still have that kind of feel with the with the turntables with the CDJs, but also allow you to carry all your music in, in just a little USB. So that's really what's been technology's been great. You know, there's people that abuse it for the wrong reasons or just. But it, for people that are really creative, it allows you to be more creative, be a lot more um, organized with playlists and things mm-hmm. like that. So I've been really enjoying the uh, the USB move. And um, yeah, the good thing is that it's it's kind of foolproof. You know, you you it's you don't really need a charger. It doesn't die, you know. As long as you don't use the <laughs> lose the USB, you should be good. But yeah, I would say those, those times that that happened to me was probably the most embarrassing kind of like, oh, I wish that didn't happen type of things. But yeah. I'm glad it happened, you know, because, you, learn. you know, you learn and it kind of gives you, you a, be a reality check. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. And with that same thing, you know, I remember one time at an after hours, now that I'm thinking about other times, I was playing at Petra one time and some guy unplugged my, my charger, didn't realize it and the computer dies. So like I said, that did happen a couple times to me. So yeah. How do a, you know a guy did it? Um, you saw him? Yeah. We bitch. saw it. Nah. 
<laughs> then you asshole. You yeah. fucked up my whole set. No, actually, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because my manager at the time, I told you, I, I mentioned her. She was really mad and she was like, she was yelling at him. But, you know, he didn't I do it on purpose. I would yell at him too. No, but he didn't do it on purpose. He was unplugging his stuff and he and got confused. He didn't confused. do it on purpose, but you got to be careful. You yeah, know what I no, mean? No, I know. And then yeah. no, I don't think he did it on purpose. And no. he was like, oh, sorry. But, but you know what? That was his learning curve. That yeah. was his mistake. Oh, yeah. He's like, yo, I ain't never do it this again. I don't want to be screamed at. You know what he I mean? He felt bad. He felt bad. <laughs> but he probably never did that again. Sometimes you got to yes. get into those uncomfortable moments mm-hmm. to make sure that ha- that doesn't happen. You mm-hmm. know, I'm sure pretty now when he goes to the sets, he's has he's that like, etiquette. Oh, in the right cable Yo, facts. Now. Just how you bring that extra charger and Jackie gives you a pep mm-hmm. talk, you yeah, know, yeah. you learn this sticks with you. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. So I have a question. If you could work with any DJ in the world, you know, who, and, and even if they died and we could bring it back to life, because oh, wow. there are like, you know, you could talk about Frankie Knuckles. We, we could talk, we could bring it back. What does this look like for us? Like who would Mike like to go back to back with? Oof. I mean, as of right now, you know, they're and let's you know what? Let's be fair because sometimes yeah, yeah. it is hard to just pick one. Yeah, yeah. So let's pick three. Yeah, let's pick three. Okay. Um, you know, dreaming big, right? Dreaming big. Facts. Um, you know, there's I'm, no limit. You're not. Me, you. It's like yo, like there's no budget. So yeah. like anybody. Two right off the top is uh, local dice, Marco Corolla. Um, oh. That sound when I told you at that time I, that changed you know my life per se at, at mm-hmm. Space Miami. That sound, ever since I heard that sound, is really the sound that I've been trying to aim towards. I, I just, I, I love how they mix together, and that sound that they create together to me is is incredible. So um, I would say those two, um, and then I want I gotta pick, you know, a local legend. Um, I would love to work with, you know, Danny, Danny Tanaglia, or Danny any of the big uh, NYC legends. <laughs> um, you know, Victor. Um, Oscar G. Well, even though Oscar G is Miami based, but he's big in New York. He is definitely. Um, I still saw Oscar G back in November. Yeah, yeah, he was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say Danny Tanaglia, probably from the local legends. Mm-hmm. Um, they have many females though. Yeah. What's up? What's the female DJ love, bro? <laughs> you know, I, I actually know a few uh, female DJs. Um, you know, shout out to all the female DJs out there. Obviously, not trying to be sexist at all. Yeah. But uh, just so we can like yeah. make it more inclusive. You know, sure. I love male DJs. See. I love um, all types of DJs, but I do feel like females need some love. You yeah. know, especially because the DJ industry is dominated you know, yep. mostly by males. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. One female DJ that I've played with a lot and I really like her sound and uh, I've opened for her a lot I know her for a long time uh, Miss Jen Miss Jennifer yeah, okay Ms. Jennifer. she's cool uh, Miss Jennifer's you know we know her She, my, me and my wife know her for a long time hey. and um, she's definitely somebody who I worked with in the past but yeah you would love to collab one day just off the top thinking of female DJs I know there's a lot don't mean to need uh, to <laughs> leave anybody out but um, yeah you know um, I would say those off the top of my head okay <laughs> i like that you say local dice local dice i will forever have like one favorite song from him i don't know if i'm saying the title correctly it's brasiela madina brasiela yeah, how is it pronounced people, lo- madina brasiela brasiela madina so i think it's uh brasileira brasileira something bra- in in uh, portugal or uh, mistake me if i'm wrong i don't know yeah. i don't mean to disrespect anybody but brazilian or portuguese and then um yeah, I know what I know exactly what track I it. it's love like. That it's actually song. long. It's like an eight minute very song. long yeah, song. Yeah. It's my favorite song. Anybody who wants a very cool minimal track, um, oh, so that's good. where that's when local dice was really, really, really minimal. So um, but yeah, I love that's also that's him and and um, Martin 
Butrick, who's actually his uh, co-owner of their label, um, Desolate, um, that sound is is really unique to them. Mm. And I love that sound. So I'm yeah. glad you brought that one up. because that's, that's my favorite song. That's one of the so- songs that I were like, repeat. Yeah. From, like in the early 2000s. That was on repeat know? for early my son. That was like my son's lullaby. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I swear I to God. To, we used to play house music uh, for my daughters while she was uh, It's like, sleeping. yo, go to sleep. Dude, no, no, because nah. you hear that it like it develops their brain in, really a, in a positive way. We used it to do does. the Beethoven, Ooh. and then yeah, we did the Beethoven. That's good. For kids. I heard that it makes them smarter. Yeah, yeah, and we did it, and then we used to do house. I used to when she was in the belly, when all three of them were in the belly, we used to put uh, the headphones. Oh, on, yeah. so cute. So um, yeah, Aww, you guys are cool parents. You guys are we cool try, parents. Shout out, shout out to all the house parents out there you know that gotta balance their lives and party because <laughs> i'm like if you got no kids you got party all the time don't get me wrong you got the career but when you got a parent you got a career a parent dj party it's like so much you're yeah, just like yeah. yo i gotta schedule this in it's definitely not easy for <laughs> no. for those of you that live it and experience it you know shout out hats off to everyone out there that has kids and tries to do it in the business i know a few um it's definitely not easy it's hard no, work definitely. you gotta prioritize um, it's a lot of sacrifice on terms of, you know, either one of the spouses, whether it's yeah. you know, the, me or Jackie, you know, if it wasn't for, for my wife uh, and the support that she gives me, she's my number one supporter. I wouldn't be able to do the things that I do. So definitely big shout out to her. Shout out to Jackie. Um, and all the wives out there, all the Facts. supportive wives out there and the supportive mothers out there that, you know, do this for all the right reasons, you know, shout out to everybody. It's definitely not easy. <laughs> okay. That's for sure. Um, okay. So we talked a little bit about, you know, the clubs that you would live in. And, you know, just some future events that you have going on right now. Yeah. Um, do you want to give anybody some shout outs? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because I was like, uh, I haven't heard some shout outs from you. Like any specific shout outs that you want to so give to people? I don't want to like miss anybody. So I want to just say shout out to my, my main crew. You guys know who you are. Everybody in the music fam. Shout out to Francisco. <laughs> shout out to David Rodriguez. Uh, Francisco Samuel. Shout out to Mr. Rivas. Shout out to... Um, everybody I've been collabing with lately um, My buddy John Rangifo uh, Shout out to Richie Dio um, Shout out to Jeff Elise Shout out to You know there's a lot of people that I've been working with lately um, A lot of uh, collaborations coming down the line So definitely shout out to everyone If I miss anybody I do apologize But there's a lot of people out there that have been showing love lately um, My friends, my family uh, I'm every All my friends have been supporting me since day one Shout out to all you guys I know I see some of you on there Uh Thanks for all the love and support. And yeah, um, you know, I'm sure the circle is going to keep on growing, right? Yeah. Uh, and um, although people say, obviously, with time, the your circle shrinks. But, you know, in this business, you want to try to, you know, meet as many people and, Network, and be as friendly, collab, networking and, and that, that type of thing. But for my tight, tight circle, you know who you are. Uh, shout out and love to everybody. Hey, let's yeah. go. And obviously, shout out. I mentioned that a bunch of times. Shout out to my wife, my family, everybody's listening. Uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Okay. So where do you see yourself five years from now? Wow, I haven't heard that question. Where would you like to see yourself? The last time I heard that question was at my job interview, right? Like I mean, this is an interview. Uh, It's just not for a job. It's fun. No, no, I'm kidding. No, no, that's a good question. Um so in five years, I definitely want to have uh a lot more music released. You know, I'm I'm an overthinker, so I've been trying to make that one of my resolutions if you will for this year not trying to overthink myself so i'm hopefully going to be in a place where i'm a little bit more comfortable um sending my sound out to different labels yeah. you know being okay with rejection you know that's 
it's yeah, tough for a lot okay. of people being okay with rejection. I'm still working on it, you know, and you overthink things and you don't take opportunities because you're afraid of, of failing. But um, hopefully Facts. this year I can put that to the side. I'm looking forward to having a good year. And um, so in five years, I would say I want to be even busier. You know, I want to be, you know, doing a lot more uh, steady type of events. I want to have at least, you know, signed to a bigger labels. So I'm just you know thinking in in terms of what my goals for the near future i would say five years is probably the near future would be to be on a bigger label um i definitely want to get my sound out to the world and what better way to to get you know signed to a bigger label you know with more connections and more of an avenue of promotion and also um you know playing at bigger events uh, meeting more people collabing with you know some of the names that I mentioned, some of the people that I work with, looking forward to projects and yeah, you know I'm looking forward to continuing on this path. You know, hopefully everybody can continue to support and show love to the events, um, whether it's New Jersey, New York, or you know, listening on SoundCloud, following on Instagram, whatever it may be. So just looking forward to a good year. Hey. Hey, love hey. that. All the positivity. Let's go. So I have a question because you were talking about you know, using the USB and, you know, just using, like, what you have. Have you ever experienced DJing with vinyls? And you know, how do you feel about that? So it's uh, it's funny you bring that up because I'm actually in the, in the middle of redesigning my studio. Um, for those of you that, that know me, I have a studio right now that I, we kind of built from scratch in my house. But there's a little space that I set aside because I knew it was I wanted to build on it a little further. And... I'm getting some turntables, you know, for vinyl, and I'm also getting a pair of CDJs. I have my mixer ready. So that's in the works. I'm, you know, on the construction type of, I'm trying to get a good feel of where it would go. But I don't have any experience of actually mixing with vinyl. Um, you know, I've put needles to a record before and listened to different things at, at people's houses, but I definitely want to start uh, sampling with vinyl a little bit more. And I want, definitely want to, you know, get a good feel of, of of mixing with vinyl. So I'm looking forward to it, yeah. yeah. A lot of times people have asked me that, you know, and I've always had that in my mind as something that I want to get, um, but I want to kind of have my own thing at home so I could really focus on it and dedicate some time to it because it doesn't come easy. You know, everything no. is how much time you dedicate to it. Yeah. Um, And I've seen it. So, yeah, I got to... Hopefully within the next um, couple months, you yeah. know, that I should finalize, you know, where I'm going to put the, the suit, the, you know, the addition, the the shelf. And then it's a matter of getting in the, the turntables and really just getting to work. Yeah. Yeah. I would say definitely um, the practice is dope with the vinyls because I feel yeah. like there has to be a reason why. Because I'm like, OK, we moved on with sounds. We moved on with music and stuff. But for some reason, that part of listening to music has not changed. Mm. And to this day, it's one of the most... I guess clearest, crispiest mm -hmm. sounds yeah, to yeah, this because day. You get that true like analog sound. It's exactly it, it, it's not like digital. no one can't imitate that. So right, that's why right. I always ask yeah, DJs yeah. like, how do you feel about that? Especially yeah. since it has become easier, right. which is not a problem. You know, I feel like because in the end of the day, it's the talent that you put into it that yeah. makes it unique and different. Yep, yep. But I always like to pay patronage to like the vinyl yeah. because the vinyl is like what started digging through the crates. This like you know wording with house music like that it means something yep, you know what yep. i mean i i i haven't seen the last time i seen a dj play with vinyls i think it might have been carl cox 
I think, but he was yeah. doing some crazy shit. He had three. Oh yeah, I've seen. I've seen. Danny. I was like, how you do that? Yeah, like you Danny know, T- Danny Tanagla. I've seen him play with like four vinyl. Yeah, Danny. Danny yeah. Tanagla is like a vinyl guy. Yeah. They do like vinyl nights. I remember they used to have yeah. a party at Output. Yeah, the vinyl reunion. Yes. Yeah, because yes, that was yes, one of the yes. clubs back in the day that he was that he really had his residency mm-hmm. at vinyl, and yeah, he's played with vinyl. Who else was Nobody's another got one? A record was collection it, like Danny. Um, <laughs> what's his face? Papa Sien? No, it wasn't Papa him. Sven? Was it him? I don't know. Sven Veth? Maybe, but he's Sven sick. Veth? I haven't seen him in a while, but he's fucking sick. Yeah, I oh love yeah. him. Um, I saw him once. I think it was at Pasha, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, actually, no. I saw him at Sankey's. But the one in Manhattan, not the one that went to Brooklyn. Um, I can't forget. I, I, I mean, I can't remember. I forget where I saw him, but it was dope. It was really okay. cool. Yeah, it's fun. So I have a question for you, especially because you're a DJ. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know who Richie Houghton is. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Richie Houghton is doing? Well, I think he started doing it like maybe six years ago. That new technology that he came out, because I think his father's an engineer. And yeah, he, I, I don't know. I'm curious if any DJ is playing with that. And maybe anybody in the check-in that could help us out. But I'm going to look it up. But Richie Houghton, his, he has an advantage a little bit because his father's an uh, engineer. Richie Houghton, new DJ device. Like, he created something. And that's why I was curious. I was like, is anybody playing with this yet? It's called Model 1.4. Talking about the Model 1.4, Richie Houghton said, with Model 1, with Model One, we set out to build a new breed of DJ mixer, more akin to an instrument with levels oh. of control and quality that inspired creativity. So this is a statement in January 2021, but um, the Model 1.4 is the new DJ mixer. Oh, okay, the DJ mixer. So yeah, I'm yeah. guessing you haven't played. Nah, nah. Okay. Yeah, um, I'm, a, I'm a pioneer I'm, guy. I, I want to yeah. like learn like what makes it different. You know right. what I mean? Is it a better sound? Like what is it? Well, yeah. Some so mixers have their own processors that have uh, you know their sound cards that give yeah. you better sound quality. You know, top names right now in in, in the business are obviously Pioneer, yeah. but then you have Alan and Heath. They make good pieces. Just comfortability wise, I prefer Pioneer. Mm-hmm. I haven't really dabbled into that mixer at all the one with richie yeah but i now that you bring it up i do remember seeing i think he has the patent on yeah, it yeah. which is crazy i mean don't quote me on that but yeah. it's it's something he's promoting it so right. i'm like are you behind this it, it's it's in terms of comfortability you know yeah. people like the the effects in a certain place that are yeah. a, little, a little easier to 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 reach but um, I guess it's to what people are more comfortable in. But yeah, the l- industry leaders are really Allen and Heath and and Pioneer. Okay, so those are really ones. But no, I haven't I haven't messed with Richie's mixer yet. <laughs> All right, well, I'm sure it's fire, something though. to think about. You know, yeah. um, let me see how much time we got left. Oh shit, we are like three minutes before we'll the show play. ends. That's what yeah, happens yeah, when yeah. you have a good show. Time goes by yes, fast. Yes, yeah, I know. It actually did super, go by fast. Super fast. So um. I guess, I can like, I share one thing? Um, yeah, absolutely. So I'm like, look, I don't want to get too into something. Forgot. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Um, something that's coming out this year, uh, look out for, uh, I actually had the honor to being on uh, my good friend DJ Dove. I'm, he's invited me to be on his album, so I'm looking forward Ooh. to that. Look forward for more collaborations with uh, Francisco. I got a couple of things going on with Francisco Samuel. For those of you that He's going to the Dominican Republic, isn't he? Oh, yeah. My, my that's going crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. so dope. <laughs> Um, we have a track that came out recently, Frequency. Um, we had a little play on words with that. It's spelled freak, like freak. Uh, okay. Somebody messaged me like, hey, you spelled frequency wrong. It's He's like, like no, nah, I did we, that on purpose. No. Per- <laughs> it's, it's on purpose for those of you that think we spelled it wrong. It was a little play on words yeah. that we did. But, yo, up there, yeah, imagine, um, yo, that's Francisco's fault. Nah, imagine, let me tell, <laughs> so, let me tell, no, let me no. tell, let so, me tell. Um, <laughs> we actually changed the name of that track a couple of times, but yeah, we we, uh, we circled down on frequency. So look out for DJ Dove's album this year. Look hey. out for- Where um, can you find it? 
Um, it's on, gonna be on Grind City Recordings on DJ Dove's label. Okay. Um, but like Spotify. So the main places for where it's gonna be are, are uh, Beatport and Track Source. Beatport. Yeah. So look out for that in the coming months. Um, a couple, and I got a couple things that are, you know, not signed yet, but definitely this year. Look out for new music for sure. Let's go. Yeah, I heard it from the man himself and literally, literally brought us to a closing. So all I want to say, I see a lot of engagement and activity in the check-in. Everybody hey. that's watching the show, if you love content <laughs> like this, um, definitely learn how to subscribe to the Mina Mendoza Show channel. You know, support your girl. Um, I want to say thank you for everybody that, um, you know, just were with us in this show. I appreciate it so much. Like, I don't, I love doing this. I love learning about people's journeys. I just want to be a positive footprint in people's lives. So thank you, Mike, for no, showing thanks up. Thanks again for having me. Thank uh, you for sharing your story. I mean, yeah, yeah I love that. Thank you. Go on forever. <laughs> yes, I mean, it was a good vibe, no, a good show. Yeah. Um, Come just, out to Secret Society, everybody, uh, on Saturday, uh, home on Sunday, and uh, look forward to seeing everybody out there. Thanks again. Yes, of course. Really of that. course. Always welcome back to I want to hear the stories. I want to see, I want to see the growth and also hear the growth. I appreciate that. So, Thank everybody you so that's much. watching, definitely remember. Remember, subscribe to the channel. It's your girl, Mina Mendoza. We're here at 7 p.m. every Thursday live. Um, you can follow me on Instagram, Queen of Spice. The of is a zero. And also, Mike Bada, give your Instagram name so people know where to find you. So, yeah, follow me on Mike Paris. Just at Mike Para. So, it's M-I, obviously, Mike, P-A-R-R-A. Um, you can find me on Twitter at DJ Mike Para. Um, if you put in the handle Mike Para anywhere, it'll come up and you'll see my page. So, Let's yeah, go. definitely give me a Simple. like. Give me a follow. Appreciate that. Let's go. All right, guys. So we're going to close the show out. Um, yeah. Great, great, great show. It's your girl, Mina Mendoza, little girl, big personality, queen of spice. And we're out of here. Peace, friends. Let's go. Ha, 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 ha.